Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Five Star Joshi Show here on the Fight Game Media Network. I am your host, Scott Edwards, and with me, as always, is Parker. Parker, how are we on this fine Friday morning? I'm doing great. We had such a an eventful past weekend in in Joshi. It was one of the bigger, despite not being not having any real like world title matches, as far as I can remember. It was it ended up being like a really important week uh, in Joshi, mostly because of the tournaments we have going on, the mm. Stardom five, five Star and the Tokyo Princess Cup and all that. Uh, you, you have those going on at the same time. It feels like every weekend gets pretty big. So I'm excited to talk about all those. There was like very little that I didn't like all weekend. I enjoyed practically everything I watched uh, and I'm excited to talk about it all. I'm excited too. I, I you know, we're going to talk here about the opening weekend of the Five Star Grand Prix. It felt like an event that I was personally waiting for forever um, and they made sure to deliver in their first shot at doing so. So let's get started here on Saturday. Stardom opened up their five-star Grand Prix. They had the big introduction for each uh, member of the roster by faction, which was really cool. You know, everyone's mm-hmm. just, I, I love when they do this. I loved it when they did it last year. I loved this one as well. They changed it up. Uh, it just gives the it just gives the tournament such a bigger feel when you have like okay here's our roster that's about to kill it for the next couple months that's 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 our roster you can try to pick out who's gonna win but everyone looks so cool and then, you know then they head to the back and they come back out and it's just it's just a wonderful way to start a tournament I think and the first day for a lot of people including myself. It, it was just a fantastic show from start to finish. Um, you, you know, you had those great matches that you were looking for. You had some great moments, and we are going to get to it right here. Uh, the gauntlet match wasn't all that much. Uh, that was a pre-show, so uh, Tam Nakano and Natsupoi won that. Not really much of a question when you look at the rest of the field there. Um I don't even know if anyone knew that this match happened because it was all, you know, <laughs> the whole, the whole night was five-star Grand Prix matches and Kyrie matches. So that did happen. And uh, not to point Tam look good, but I, uh, I understand if no one saw it. Did you uh, see this match? Yeah, I watched it. I mean, it was just, it was just a, a gauntlet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was longer than their usual pre-show matches. So like that, you know, usually their pre-show matches maybe last three minutes. So that was like the mm-hmm. one thing, but 
Uh, let's get to it. Five-star Grand Prix officially begins. Red Stars block Momo Kogo versus my Sakurai. Obviously, Momo Kogo wasn't even originally in the tournament. Uh, you know, for, for a tournament opener that doesn't involve any of your major stars, I thought it was fine. You don't ask for too much. Obviously, my Sakurai won. Um, but, you know, it was, it, Momoko came out of the, came out of it hot, started it off hot, was going right at my Sakurai. It, it's really all I was expecting. It wasn't much more. Yeah, it was exactly as expected. Um, I, I still just want to highlight the growth of my Sakurai from when mm. she started. Like, she was completely competent in this match. Like, there was no... And coming in, it's not even like there's a question, you know, oh, no, you know, my soccer is Momo Kogo in this tournament. Like, that's maybe not super high-profile match or maybe one that you expect to be su- super good. And it wasn't, like, fantastic mm-hmm. or anything. It was only six minutes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, my it's just she's really become rock solid, which is yeah. kind of crazy to say uh, after a year. Yeah, especially because, like, I remember coming on this podcast and be like, I have so little hope for her. <laughs> uh, and, and she proved me wrong, which is awesome because that's those are the types of things you want. And I think the the growth that the stardom roster often has is really cool to see. And really, that happens for a lot of companies. But this one, it my Sakurai seemed like she was dead in the water at one point. So her switching to DDM was everything she could have asked for. Uh, the next match, Ami Saray versus Saida. I thought this was pretty good. Uh, these two have some really good chemistry as we've seen them, whether it be I, they've actually had a singles match before. Uh, we've seen them tag before, you know, lots of chops, a lot of power stuff, which you always welcome. Obviously, right, kind of like threw around Ida a little bit, which obviously Ida's not a big person, but it was a little, it, it's always impressive because I, I, you just see Ida and you're like, oh, she's a powerhouse. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought they had a good, Again, this wasn't a, one of the longer matches. It was a good, like, seven-minute match. Yeah, and, and again, just like the opener, and I thought this was even, like, a, a good bit better than the opener, mm-hmm. two two of the wrestlers who are the least likely to rack up a ton of points or make a big splash in this tournament. Um, I mean, again, this was, like, it's like pretty darn good for that standard. Like, yeah. you just look at, like, other high-profile tournaments and the the sort of bottom feeders in those don't, aren't really up to snuff a lot of the time. Like I'm thinking of like, like Yujiro Takahashi and people like that in, in new Japan. And um, th- this is especially when they're wrestling so, other lower members. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You see something like, like Yujiro Takahashi versus gosh, I don't even know who else would, would be, would be a choice there, but it's like, it's like, ugh, yeah, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but, but for this, I mean, Saray has quickly become one of the people I'm most interested in seeing in this tournament. Mm. Um, uh, just because I think she's shown like she, she was, she, I felt like she had no personality at all when she signed. I agree. Um, and she, it was weird that she was Shuri's bodyguard when Shuri's like a UFC fighter and she came from actress girls. Um, <laughs> but it, she, she's like, I mean, she, to me, well, I shouldn't say that because Mariah had a great weekend as well, but she's like yeah. just as in- interesting to me as Mariah is at this point. And I don't think that they're even that meaningfully different in terms of like in-ring talent. Saray hasn't had uh, the opportunities that Mariah's had. So I'd be interested to see that, but Saray, and, and especially because of how, deeply she's been protected as a wrestler i think she's taken mm. one pinfall loss since she's gotten here yeah um 
in that tag title match the considering that i mean she it's going to be interesting to see what they do if they if they put her like firmly in the middle of the pack in that block which is a pretty stacked block um or if they sort of um you know maybe she goes like five and nine or four and uh, or five and eight or four and nine or something like that yeah i think you made a great point um with the Mirai comparison, it's like, you know, Mirai this weekend obviously had a great weekend, but you have to remember who she was facing comparably, mm-hmm. uh, right? Like, we said it last week, Mirai had to have a good weekend, otherwise, <laughs> there was no, the is like, you got to cut, cut and run, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was good to see obviously Sarai go in there with Ida, and uh, they, you know, they, they tore it up for the time that they had, and I think that's what I really realized this whole weekend is if you, no matter what amount of time you had often the wrestlers used it to the best of their ability um which was really cool unagi sayaka versus saki uh this was just big boots after big boot after big boot it was pretty much what i wanted but i didn't think they'd go to the extreme that they did because i was like okay so unagi's best when she's kind of just in there trading you know you see it when she faces like hazuki like those two have really good chemistry and that is that is all they did they literally just booted each other in the face for eight minutes and saki won yeah um i wasn't uh, against it but i wanted more (laughs) well yeah it it was weird um because like i i completely i feel like some people didn't even like really catch that like maybe we're like half watching i don't know like i'm just looking at some of the cage match reviews and some of them don't even mention that all they did was boot each other for 90 percent of this match (laughs) um so i'm not really sure what's what's going on with that but yeah it was clearly just like one upsmanship boot uh, i boot you you boot me and we'll see who comes out on top Mm -hmm. um it wasn't great or anything like i didn't think i I thought aside i thought this was um probably the second like my my second least favorite of of the block matches on this show um only ahead of the, the opener between kogo and sakurai um it wasn't like that or anything it was just kind of it was just kind of there they they didn't mm-hmm. for something like that big one-upmanship you need like some big feud or or two like it, really super charismatic fiery hot wrestlers and that that wasn't really them in this match no no it, it was an interesting choice though um because i do think unagi can be better when she does that but it, again you made the good point it needs to kind of be a rivalry it needs to be fired up and these two just this is the first time they've ever wrestled each other besides that one match where they ended up joining mm-hmm. together so clearly there's no rivalry there uh the next match was micah versus risa sarah risa sarah getting the win um she is off to a great start she's i think i think my bigger takeaway from this weekend or one of them is the way she's treated in a lot of ways and not that she's won obviously she i thought she's gonna win both of these matches but her entrance her presentation she just has a very big time feel that i think does play to a lot of what you were saying uh when we did the five star preview is that she's gonna go far in this tournament she feels like an important part of this roster even though she obviously isn't a signed member uh you know just from the entrance gown to the super uh you know cool theme song that kind of has like a pre and then it gets to the part where she you know is walking down to the ring i thought her and micah went out there i really actually enjoyed this match i didn't it wasn't like you know one of those match guide matches or anything but i thought you know they went in there they were very physical with one another they played to the ddm prominence feud 
which I was happy about. Um, and yeah, I enjoyed this. This was my favorite Risa Sarah match from the weekend. It was very much a, uh, I definitely felt like this was a match where, where Sarah felt like she needed to make like a big statement and, and get herself over like a, as a big deal. Um, and as somebody who, who can't be messed with, because I mean, you have to recall um, outside of the Shiri match, like she's really not re- wrestled singles matches practically at all right. in, in mm-hmm. stardom. And so um, when you have like, an 0 and one singles record even if it's a world title match like you kind of need to establish yourself even if you have that mm-hmm. that big presentation and everything um so that's definitely what it felt like to me um i thought the match was really solidly worked and mm-hmm. uh i thought the structure was kind of funny because she starts doing like these one count kickouts like literally five minutes into the match and they just start <laughs> trading big moves um yeah. i assume i assume stardom does what new japan does where the booker just tells them a time like a time they're like okay you get eight minutes go out there and do the match in eight minutes and you know it's up to you to do what you do in that eight minutes um Mm -hmm. and that's that's kind of what it felt like here to me uh but mike micah's great like micah is exactly there's nobody on the roster who i would pick more if you're trying to be like uh an upper mid card gatekeeper who can take mm-hmm. a loss and not have your standing changed at all while also making the opponent look fantastic. And so Micah easily did her job in this match too. Yeah, agreed. And and I think it's at this point where the show starts to fully shift. Uh, Absolutely. Just to kind of insanity in terms of, oh my God, this is just, you know, this is all fantastic. I don't think anything from here on out missed at all. Uh, that starts with Shuri versus Azumi. Uh, just obviously playing off the past two years where Azumi has beaten. Oh, what happened? That was weird. Uh, my computer was shutting <laughs> off. Uh, but Shuri beat Azumi back to. Uh, nope, nope, other way around. Azumi beat Shuri two years in a row. And they played to that big time in this match, as they should, because that's yeah. an obvious story there that. You know, it it it, it kind of made Shuri feel like an underdog, which never happens. That never happens in her matches. Obviously, we're sitting there like, well, she's the world champion. She should probably win. But there is that doubt in your mind. Okay, maybe she does get rolled up. And I loved the way they did it here, you know, with Azumi going for multiple um, Azumi sushis. Like, you know, going, going for that move and just shuri kicking out of it because so many times if you see her get that on more than once she wins and her Mm -hmm. ability to roll out shuri hitting her getting her own on there like getting the same pin that was a great near fall and ultimately shuri won with the stretch muffler um and she you know she showed all this emotion after the match she's like yes i finally did like i finally have a winning record against this girl finally it's like it's so funny (laughs) to think about it's just like yes out of all these people on this roster this is the person you can get a winning record against but i really it is now that was great it is now just mayu iwatani who does Mm -hmm. not have who who who, and it's 50 it's like 50 50 it's not it's not like she has a losing record i mean that's that's such a level of protection that you just don't see in, in wrestling anymore. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty remarkable. I'm, I'm sure, sure he's been such, so dominant since, since coming to stardom. Um, the, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this match and I completely agree that once we started this one, it was like, all right, the show is, is on right now. We're, we're getting mm-hmm. to some great stuff here. Um, I love the dynamic. It was super, it was, it was short. I mean, it was nine minutes. Um, 
but uh, it was super entertaining for those entire nine minutes. I, I completely agree. I love the uh, the desperation from Shuri. Like Shuri has a really cool like sort of mode that she gets in occasionally when she gets into like desperation mode uh mm. where her eyes get really big and she you know the screaming actually feels yes. like it makes more sense mm. yeah um and everything like that and uh she, you know when a wrestler is able to bring that out of her like risa Sierra was able to bring that out of her too yep earlier on in, in the year um i think it just adds a whole nother uh layer to these matches that's that that makes it that much more you know emotionally engaging to get into um the more i talk about shuri and the more i reflect on her year like she's had one of the best joshi years that i can remember um mm. she, she's just fantastic and yeah um I'm actually, I think, slightly lower on Azumi than a lot of people are, um, just because I, I'm a little bit over the con, the, the like super convoluted high speed yeah. stuff. High speed stuff that was kind of like I think the May Saruga match was the 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 peak of that, um, and um, uh, and yeah, I mean the the near falls are are cool, um, but it's less like I feel like Azumi should be winning with like. I don't know, like wrestling maneuvers and, and not necessarily yeah. like a cradle every time. Cause I think she's just mm. better than that. Right. Um, not, not quite like Saki Kashima where it, where it feels like she's escaping every match. Right. Um, so yeah. that's like yeah. a little, a little criticism there, but these two have, um, I thought this is the best match these two have ever had together. Uh, wow. I didn't think they actually had that great of chemistry before this, even though they, <laughs> they did book Asmi to get those wins, but uh, this was a great uh you know melding of styles i was on uh i was on the wrestle peers podcast yesterday and mm-hmm. we were talking to anna demarco who, who we both know about this match and she pointed out like this was a pretty unbelievable melding of the high speed mm. four foot 11 run around like do all yeah. this crazy stuff you know non-stop movement and former ufc grappler shuri and yeah. to meld those together and to make a match like this and where both women's styles completely got over, um, I thought that was great. So, um, yep, this was this was a great match. And I'm so excited to get into the rest of the show because this is like it's going to be just like banger after banger after banger after this It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And just to point on that, I think I think the conversation, you know, them melding those two styles together, I think Shuri is one of the best at doing that because if you can get someone in there that is so different from her and obviously like the whole roster is because no one's a former ufc fighter but when when you have someone in there that's going to bring a different factor so um is a good example but you know let's talk the tam nakano match right like tam nakano's bringing in her more storytelling based uh style she's not she's not going to write go in there and specifically grapple and you're going to have a great match because those two things just they're able to mesh it so well together i think that's why shuri's having such an amazing year it's because she can work literally with anyone and make it that much better uh so i totally agree on that point but let's move on another big match this is a non-tournament match Kyrie and the nai takahashi team up for the first time in a long time to face the team of Saya Kamatani and Lady C. Uh, Kyrie, one, she's obviously back, you know, like she's, she's, she's all the way in. Um, if we were able to have Kyrie as a regular roster member, I think people would like recognize how good she's been since she came back. You know, you and me talked earlier mm-hmm. this week for an episode that won't be releasing for a few weeks, but 
you you made a good point that there is no one better in the time that they've been in the ring this year than Kyrie. right? Mm-hmm. She's had, what, four or five matches now? And every single one of those, it's not only worth your time, but she is just fantastic in all of them. Uh, she has, I think she, this match, she really found, like, that old style of her, if that makes sense, from before WWE, where she's just very physical, and she's very, and I thought she had this anyways, with the uh, the Miu Amasaki tag team match, especially, where she's just very personal, and she, she has a goal of just destroying her opponent, and she feels like the most important person in the room. I think someone that can control that and make that part of them makes can help make everyone better uh anytime her and saya kamatani were in the match together i thought it was fantastic which has me so excited for their title match which we'll get to in a second um and i thought nanai looked great as well and you you know you and me talked about it last week when previewing it she was she's you know taking the time off that she did has done wonders for her it's like she has a second life this year all of her matches have meaning to it she looks good in them. Uh, I thought, and I'm happy that she's around. I know some people have their thoughts about Nanai, but I'm happy she's around. I enjoyed Nanai Takahashi. I'm excited for that title match as well. Of course, they won. They they did uh, Nanai pin Lady C. I'm not. Let's not act like anything else happened. That <laughs> that did happen. Yeah, this match was awesome. Uh, I almost think that like the I think the two Kyrie matches from this weekend have become like. Even, even really underrated for me like mm. i don't know what more necessarily people wanted from from both of them uh, except for maybe a less obvious uh like pin eater, pin eater and result this was a busy um, weekend to be fair like very yeah, busy but, in terms of yeah, match but, quality and <laughs> it was crazy but, but man I, i'm just like i'm just like this stuff is incredible what i'm watching from both Kyrie and Nanai takashi mm. um like you said when Kyrie and Saya interacted with each other, it was absolutely electric. Uh, it, it 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 couldn't have sold their upcoming title match any better. Um, and now I like, de- and I can't believe I'm desperately hoping for Saya to lose this championship. That's like crazy for me. Yeah, but I absolutely want Kyrie to win it, and she, she needs to be. She just needs to be, be Wonder yeah, Champion right now. I agree. Um, so that was really cool. Even Lady C, like I think Lady C's like really bad, um, but she, but she didn't she didn't do anything really bad in this match. All she had to do was like get beaten up get by Nanai a lot, and uh, that's what happened. She got beat up by Kyrie as well. Um, but yeah, I mean Kyrie has such an, an aura to her. Um, she is in obviously just she's just just in like the best shape of anybody on the roster. Like she's in, you can see she's just in like physically dominant shape right now um and i mean yeah she's an international superstar she it's crazy for somebody on on stardom which has all these great stars on the roster yeah uh to come in and just immediately feel like the big a bigger deal than anybody else mm-hmm. uh and that's exactly what Kyrie uh, has done for me this these two tag matches were like honestly the nominal this this one was essentially the nominal main event for me tonight and if it hadn't been literally utami versus shuri on night two it probably would have been the, been the same thing um as well so um yeah i thought this this was a great tag team match yes yes it was nfl sunday ticket is now on youtube and youtube tv which means that it just got easier to be an nfl fan even if you live far away like maybe you like the bears but you're hibernating in panthers territory but with nfl sunday ticket your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away specifically the distance from you to your remote control 
NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And after the match, of course, we got the big challenges. Nanai Takahashi gets on the microphone. She lays down the challenge to Shuri for the World of Stardom Championship. And then Kyrie follows it up by challenging Sayakamitani for the Wonder of Stardom Championship. And I just want to say, like, I don't think enough people are like, obviously, the Kyrie Saya match is major because Kyrie's back and she's challenging for a title. But, like, this is the first ever World of Stardom Champion challenging the most maybe the most dominant champion we've we've seen in the past you know i know io shirai had her dominant reigns and, mm-hmm. but yeah but I mean, seriously sure. outside it's it's between it's between utami and shuri yeah. uh for number two after Io. absolutely right. and and and, sh- and you ha- we have to pay attention to shuri's beating she has beaten mayu julia utami like she has beaten mm-hmm. the list of the list she's beaten pretty much everyone so far uh, you know, when she loses that title, she's probably losing it to one of the people she's already beaten. She's had right. an incredible reign. Now she's facing Nanai Takahashi. There's a lot of history in that match just the, because Nanai's back. You know, the the I, it was crazy last year to see Nanai back in stardom. Now she's back in stardom for a third match since then, and it's going to be for the world title. I think that plus the Saya versus Kyrie match, you can't, I don't know if you can have a bigger one-two punch than you do this uh, at Stardom. <laughs> it's incredible, and it's, it's incredible. in the middle of, of the five-star. It's literally like putting <laughs> Dominion in the middle of the G1 mm-hmm. for New Japan or something like that. It's it's so crazy. Yeah, add in the tag title match with FWC versus Tam and Natsupoi, and you really have right. just one of the, it's the most stacked top three you'll have on a lineup this year for Stardom. Uh, it's just incredible stuff. Uh, but l- let's move on here. Mayu Iwatani versus Mirai. And it's worth noting, me and me and Parker were very serious about this <laughs> last week. Mirai had to make it or it was, it, you know, you have the two of the best. You have Mayu on one night. You have Julie on the other. And I thought this first night's match was fantastic. Uh, one of the best matches of the weekend in stardom, in Joshi. Um, uh, Marai is really can be good, not really good. Uh, well, I'll be careful there. She can be really solid when someone's leading her, and she's not, she doesn't have to be the dominant one in the early going. And she just has, she has someone to fall back on. And there are a few people better to do that than Mayu Yutani. Mm-hmm. And Mayu, you know, she's had a very, very, very slow year. Like, it, it's been like, okay, she had the Shuri match. That was great. Uh, she won the SWA title. That was great. But otherwise, it's like, eh, well, what have you done? She saved herself for this tournament, and this first match proves that she took a tope suicida to the floor. No one in, just no one there. Just <laughs> crashed and burned because she's psychotic. Uh, you know, she she went out there. 
she had one of her one of her best matches of the year as well um i really enjoyed that i know you did as well so i'll let you uh talk about it. yeah this might be a little bit um controversial or, or surprising but i i genuinely think this was the best match of the weekend wow uh, yeah yeah wow. <laughs> which i did not anticipate saying um coming into the weekend but uh man mayu is unbelievable like i know that's not that's not surprising <laughs> to say but gosh i mean she these dives where she just like completely whiffs it on a dive intentionally because mariah moves out of the way i mean uh all the like bumps she's taking like she's making mariah look like this unstoppable wrecking ball um of power anytime she does a lariat or a power bomb or a suplex or something like that it's um it was awesome this was the longest i believe yeah this was the longest block match of the night uh and even with that i felt like they went non-stop for the entire 13 minutes which was thrilling to me because um as soon as you kind of hit that time frame they don't really do that uh, and they start to really do their sort of feeling out process at the beginning and it gets a little bit less engaging um the upset was awesome um i didn't anticipate the upset happening i figured mariah would win at least one this weekend but the julia one felt more likely to me uh just based on their history together um but man i mean i mean uh, this this was really mayu like putting on an incredible performance to to make mariah look like who stardom has been telling us that mariah is since she got here um if that makes sense so uh man she, she, this was this was just an awesome match just ridiculously physical um and uh and and way it, it was physical in a way that felt i keep doing all these new japan comparisons but i feel like they're appropriate for stardom which has is owned by the same company and is going through a similar like meteoric rise it reminds me of just like a mid-card classic g1 match from like ishii or shibata or suzuki or uh you know even masato tanaka or someone like that where they just went crazy for 12 13 minutes and then it was like wow that was incredible um and, and that's what we got here so uh, this was awesome uh and i think it was the best match of mariah's career i high regard reasonable regard i think i think i can't I, i'm not gonna disagree with you you know she's had she's had the big opportunities to have multiple best matches of her career this year right and we've talked about it multiple times um you know the suzu match most recently this one it's it's a great run for her and uh she needed it she needed it obviously i think she's gonna benefit from when she falls down the card a little bit but these are the types of matches you open the weekend you get the biggest win of your life uh it's 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 still cool to see even if uh, i still don't disagree with, uh, if i still don't fully agree with the push um i'm welcoming if she's going to deliver like she did here and like you said Mayu Yutani is incredible uh utami Hayashida versus hameka a world title match that we never got mm. um at least in my opinion you know it was a match that i wanted the the uh rematch of the five star grand prix final in 2020 i thought this was very good and this is actually the only match that i sat there and i was like man i wish this was like i wish this mm -hmm. was a title match i wish this went longer uh because i didn't it didn't bother me really with anything else obviously some matches could have benefited but this was the one that i was like this match goes like you know 20 even 18 it's like 
oh, we're, we reach a different level. Um, I thought for the time that they had, they executed, they gave a lot of what people were hoping for, you know, exchanging clotheslines and going back and forth. But I just wanted, I, I still knew they had more in them. Um, Hameka getting the major win, obviously, was the big part of this uh, as she powerbombed Utami with the running powerbomb. Uh, awesome win for her to really kick off her GP because she had a big weekend as well with Utami and Tam. Uh, but I really enjoyed this one. I just, I do think it could have been even better. Yeah, I, this was, yeah, I, I echo those thoughts completely. Um, it, Utami is the one who I think is going to be hurt the most by the the time limit um, because she's just so fantastic at that big match formula. She's got it down, down to a science. Whereas even Shuri, who obviously has a similar long world title reign, has been able to mix things up pretty well uh in in her matches so um yeah but i i still thought this was really good the like the power bombs the lariats it was all very physical uh and i mean Hameka getting a massive win like one of the biggest wins of her career i mean that's a big deal this was like the story was all these big upsets all the top stars losing practically all their matches um even shuri beating azumi is like kind of an upset in in a, in, a, in a way so um the so yeah i i i thought this was really i thought it was really good uh, it just wasn't you know i i completely agree i feel like if this is like a world title match setting this could have been like like great Himeka's interesting because unlike so many other wrestlers that are kind of on her pushed level in stardom i don't think she has the that like signature moment or classic match to her to her name that a lot of people do mm-hmm. um and i think we're still waiting for that to happen for her um she was pushed really really hard when she got into the the promotion and that kind of established her right but um she just hasn't had that that one big time blow away match even the world title world title mm-hmm. match with shuri didn't quite get to that level like so many others have had like micah has had like even mariah has had this weekend in my opinion mm-hmm. uh himeka's still still getting mariah's had a few more opportunities i think than that's himeka true. Has that's, to true. Be that's true <laughs> uh yeah but yeah so i'm still waiting for that to happen um we'll see if she if she's able to to make that happen at some point this uh this tournament yeah i think it, you know, just if you think back into like Hameka's career, obviously she's had some really good matches. I think her best matches she's probably been a, a, in is that tag team match between her and Micah yeah. and uh, ALK, um, Shuri yep, and Julia. Sure. That's probably that's probably the best one she's been in. But yeah, I mean, she shows that she can have that match. It's just a matter of getting the opportunity, um, which I I do hope she gets eventually because I think if and when Utami gets a Another title. This is definitely one to run back instantly, especially with Tameka getting the win. Um, in the main event time, uh, this is a match that I obviously loved, talked about a lot on Twitter. Um, Julia versus Hazuki. They they did exactly what I was hoping for in that they made this very, very personal, very quickly. Obviously, after the match, they were all you know happy and the all right, let's pay respect now. Because in the end, their rivalry is like, okay, you know, Hazuki was leaving um, at, at the end of 2019. She's like, oh, I have to go put over Julia. And, you know, <laughs> they built from that. 
and they 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 built it in the tag team matches that they were having and now we finally got the singles match and julia versus hazuki for me it was my favorite match of the weekend um it it, it was all about maximizing minutes if that makes sense because you have you have a certain point to get to right uh, I think they I think they wrestled 12 minutes or so. I don't have that written down, but they didn't even go the, near the 15. Uh, so they had more time, but they made everything count. They made it personal. It, it was the match that I wanted them to have. And I think that alone honestly makes it better. But from, you know, going up to the stage and Julia hitting Daichi to launch herself off to hit a drop kick to... Hazuki pushing Julia down the stairs and her taking a tumble backwards, which obviously doesn't probably feel all that good. Taking the cross body, Julia headbutting the post because, you know, she she had cruel intentions. And of course, the finish of the headbutt, uh, Michinoku driver and brain buster to pin Julia clean in the middle of the ring. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, so far, my favorite match of the tournament just excellent stuff from these two and it plays to the conversation that we had before the tournament hazuki i think hazuki's gonna have just a phenomenal phenomenal tournament yeah this was exactly what i think everybody wanted from their their big grudge match i was so glad that it was in the main event spot i kind of um i kind of wondered if they were gonna just do the the Kyrie match and put that in the main event um and they also could have done the, the only thing is you knew that Utami and Shuri was going to be the night two main event. And so you, you kind of were able to think, okay, it's probably not going to be Shuri versus Azumi or, or Utami versus Himeka. So I was really glad that they did end up going with Julia versus Suzuki in the main event. Uh, it, yeah, completely lived up to expectations. Like so physical, so violent, felt like a grudge match, but also in a tournament setting. So it's not like they're doing all these you know, crazy things just to hurt their opponent. They're also trying to actively win the match, right? Um, and yeah, it, it was just it was just a great a great match, a great main event, physical, um, heated, violent, everything you want from a big, especially a big time Julia match for sure. Julia is another one who sometimes has um, relied on sort of a long, big match formula for her major matches, but. I mean, if she's wrestling like this <laughs> night in yeah. and night out, that's that's not going to be a problem. Whereas I think someone like Utami um, didn't necessarily in her two matches. I don't think either of them got to the level that they could have gotten to. Um, but yeah, this was this was in my opinion. I did not watch the Hazuki World Title match last year, so that's a no, little bit um, coloring my coloring my view. But I think this is probably Hazuki's best match for me since uh, since returning. I just can't think of any any one match that has been superior to this for me. She's had great tag matches too, but in a single yeah. setting, I think this is clearly it for me. Uh, this is this is mine too, um, and I thought nice. and I really like the title match. So you're you're on the you're on there. Um, but let's get to night two, and then I will read off all the points. Uh, night two was weaker than night one, and it's not really their fault. It was asking for a lot to follow up <laughs> with what I thought was a fantastic night one, but there were still some really good matches on here, obviously, with the uh, big one-two punch at the end. Um, the, you know, as we said earlier, the Grand Prix uh, gauntlet match was not really much of anything. Azumi and Miyu Amasaki were really the story. As Miyu Amasaki pinned Hanan, and they'll, that that got her future of stardom title match. So that was really the key part there. 
Uh, but let's move on here. Uh, block action. Koguma defeated Momokogo. Pretty much exactly what you'd expect. Uh, good, good start for the, of the tournament for Koguma. And this does play to the factor. I'm sure that Tekla wasn't dropping both matches this weekend. So it does seem that once Momokogo got the in, they did change up points. Right. It seems like to me, um, it seems like to me Kogo might might not win a match in this tournament. She's she already lost to my Sakurai, of course. Um, so I don't know who else in the match unless she like maybe rolls up Saki Kashima or something like that. That seems like the only possible other other victory for me out of the out of the entire block. So um that that's a little bit disappointing. I always think if you're doing a replacement, you shouldn't just do the classic thing and just give him no wins and and have him job to everybody. But yeah. I guess it is what it. I guess it is what it is. Like this. This was yeah. This was fine. Uh, and and I like Koguma a lot. So um, she's one who who's interesting because there's a couple factors at stake. She is a tag champion, of course, and she's been tag champion for most of the year. And yet she's not really pushed as like one of their top stars, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she's pretty solidly a mid carder. And so I like I think I was doing like kayfabe rankings of everybody in the tournament, and she's like 16th out of the 26, for, uh, mm. in my opinion. Um, so it'll be interesting to see whether she gets to like a 500 record or even a winning record in this tournament. And there's also the idea that she may um, she may just lose the tag titles in the middle of the tournament too, which I think mm-hmm. is very possible uh, against Tam Nakano and Natsupoi. So she's got an interesting tournament up ahead. And I think the how she does in that tag title match and her her win loss record in the tournament will kind of give us a, a pretty clear crystal clear view of where she's where she is on the uh, stardom pecking order. Yeah, good for examples. Like, say they lose those tag titles. I don't know when she's facing Tam, but she could be someone that upsets Tam in this tournament. Like, I think that's her oh, best yeah. usage is, you know, because she's the high speed, she can do a roll-up at any time. She's going to get some upset wins. She's going to also lose matches that maybe you expect her to win. Uh, so that's something for her to play to because of where she is on the card. Um, she can lose at any time. She can win at any time. It's not a bad spot, but obviously she's really good. So she hopefully makes everyone that either beats her, or she beats, look good in in the uh, win or loss. Uh, let's move on here. Mina Shirakawa versus Momo Watanabe. This not even a question. I don't even I don't even need to think back. This is the best Mina Shirakawa singles match <laughs> since last year's five star. Uh, you know, Mina is someone that I, I think everyone's been low on like unless you're like a cosmic angels mina shirakawa super fan or something which there are some um this was the best she looked momo is so good in her role now of being the heel you know dominating kind of bully in a lot of ways um obviously the wrench stuff is what's going to be her downfall continuously and i think it's funny but at the same time like okay let's you're gonna have to get to the point where you realize oh well this is the reason i'm losing maybe i should stop uh because just you know normal thought process there uh but i thought this was really really solid seeing that you know you get the match you're like eh great awesome <laughs> i have to see mina shirakawa um and mina shirakawa pinned momo watanabe to open both of their tournaments so momo's down one mina's up two uh big win for mina i thought mina looked so much better here than she's looked in months i this was a really good match i didn't think it was quite as great as a lot of people did this is um oh i, I have like low star rating but it, i did i haven't liked mina in so long 
so <laughs> yeah no I, exactly yeah it's like by mina shirakawa standards it was great um the but yeah this is like the third highest rated um show match on the show on cage match and i did not have it at that level uh oh, it, really? it was really solid yeah <laughs> wow. right it's it's, it was the, it's ahead of the it's ahead of the kai rematch which is like really baffling to me and it's ahead of tam Himeka and mirai julia as well it's only behind uh the two the two main event matches um for me yeah this is momo's so weird because she's like really good at what she does right now and yet it also doesn't feel like necessarily the like my, what i would say is the best use of her um she's she's just like better and younger than being like an upper mid-card heel gatekeeper who you never really think is gonna win the big one um she, she's just frankly better than that in my opinion uh and more popular right people adore momo watanabe um mina had to get wins at some point i don't know about momo being being one of those wins i don't know i i'm just not a huge fan of the the match itself was was good for for what they put out there but i feel like a straight up like like babyface queen's quest momo versus mina shirakawa match would have been even better and um and yeah it's like I don't know. I guess Mina's wins had to come from somewhere, but it just makes Momo look really stupid when all this French stuff like leads to her losing. And um, it also just doesn't even really make like storyline sense because she won like so much before having a wrench <laughs> to rely on and relying on Oedotai. Like she was the most dominant wonder champion ever. And uh, she never won the big one, but she came close. She made it to the finals of the five star last year. So I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of, of Momo's place right now. Um, it, uh, it reminds, yeah, it's just like, I don't know, turning a great wrestler heel and making them do heel stuff when we've seen them do awesome normal wrestling for their whole career is is just not something i ever really enjoy but this is a good match for considering the talent involved and uh and i don't think Mina's getting that many more wins in this tournament yeah uh i i get what you're saying i think momo is obviously better when she was in queen's quest um but i think she's figured this out to the most that she will if that also makes sense yeah like, if she gets rid of the wrench then that's great but Let's move around. Uh, let's move on here. Risa Sarah versus Saki Kashima. Not Saki Kashima. Jesus. Saki. <laughs> just Saki. It's, it's exactly what happens to me uh, when these two are in the same block. It's always it's going to mess me up the rest of this tournament. <laughs> yeah. uh, but this was the Catch the Wave rematch, of course. And uh, I thought the match was... It was fine. Um, the crowd was very dead for because this. Yeah, that that was the story of this one. Yeah, non-stardom wrestlers no, going head to head, so they yeah, didn't have literally as much no, care. literally which, no crowd heat at all, which was which, which was hurt like baffling to me. Yeah, yeah, it hurt the match because I thought they worked fine. I didn't think anything was bad necessarily. I just think it was a little shocking that <laughs> that it happened like this uh, because. I don't know. I feel like I feel like at least Risa Sarah has kind of established herself enough so far in stardom that's like yeah worth a reaction. <laughs> and yeah. Saki's in Cosmic Angel, so I was like, okay, well, it's easy. Heel versus babyface. Like care. Uh but so that was a little shocking. Uh but Risa Sarah picked up the two points here. I didn't think the match was bad. Again, I thought it was solid enough. It's just the crowd absolutely nuked it. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was just eight minutes. It, it was it's I guess the, the notable thing here is they've had three singles matches this year now. They had two in Catch the Wave 
and one in this and i would not have anticipated that the stardom one was like by far the weakest but uh but it is it is what it is so yeah uh but yeah just like the first night i think you get into the really good stuff starting with uh, the match fifth from the top uh in this Kyrie match coming up yeah Kyrie Natsupoi versus Mayu Itani and Saida this this was something we focused on last week and say do people do people know Kyrie and Mayu Itani are going to be opposing <laughs> each other on the other side of the ring and and it, it you know when they got in there it's like you know Kyrie yelling and Mayu at her as she's you know beating her up and uh Saida was so great in this match too you know doing the poses at the beginning and be like oh Kyrie you can pose too and it's like you know it, it's the good type of like comedic like Saida is so good at that and obviously I know you love Saida so it's not like I'm speaking to someone mm-hmm. who doesn't know that but she's so good at you know be joking around and then getting serious you know right after and having a really good match and whatnot so yeah i i really enjoy what she was doing um i really enjoyed both of this and 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 this is really important i've talked to some people about this natsu poi is so happy right now like <laughs> she couldn't be happier to one being cosmic angels but oh my god teaming with Kyrie, like obviously it's something that meant a lot to her because she was beaming uh, the entire match. She didn't even open the tournament. The, she didn't have a tournament match this weekend. Uh, she was one of the few, uh, her and Sue Suzuki are like the two main ones that didn't. And she didn't care. She was having the time of her life. I thought this tag match was just as good, if not better, than the night before, believe it or not. Um, which is interesting for me to say because I thought the night before was really good. Um, I think, you know, Kyrie and Sai was obviously like the big takeaway from that first one. But this was really fun lots of fun it was a perfect match to put in the middle of this car if that makes sense it was like the palate cleanser type thing where it's like all right you know we had back and forth you know whatever tournament matches that bam have this enjoy it and i really did enjoy it seeing mayu and Kyrie in there even for minimal amount of time it was it was really fun to me yeah like the first match or the first night uh but even even more so this one I'm like, this was like a great, like a, a genuinely great tag match to me. And I don't know if I'm just extremely high on Kyrie or something like that, but I feel like I'm I'm reacting like so positively to these tag matches that she's in. And a lot of people just like kind of like, yeah, they're okay. They're, you know, nice little showcase or whatever. Um, I don't know, man. This was like, the work was great. Uh, the, the This was pretty much as much, uh, had, had as much crowd investment as any match on the show including utami versus shuri which is saying something um and yeah i mean ida her interactions with Kyrie were like were awesome too like it wasn't just the the scion the first night who who, who made that happen uh, ida got the closest near fall anybody has gotten on Kyrie yet with uh, her her like bridging cradle um that she does so that was really good um this was just incredibly entertaining from start to finish to me uh the only thing i would maybe change and if this is people's criticism i get it is just how little they did have Kyrie and and mayu interact um because i think that was kind of the big draw of this match but i think if you just take it as it is and and are able to let that uh, move aside especially if Kyrie is going to be you know in in the company for the long haul and be like a full-time wrestler um that then i think that becomes a lot more palatable so i thought this was yet another great tag match i have enjoyed 
uh, Kyrie in stardom this year so much in every match she's been in. Um, and I can't, I, I'm so, so excited for that wonder of stardom title match. It's pretty much my most anticipated match out there right now. Yeah. I, I mean, people are already like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's getting match of the year calls before it even happens just because they were so good against each other in the, um, uh, in the tag. So it's it's exciting. It's very exciting that that happens in two weekends, I believe, or three. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's close. It's very close, and I can't wait to uh, discuss it here on the show. But let's move on to the final four Grand Prix matches from this weekend. Tam Nakano defeated Hameka. Um, <clears throat> I think this is a match that I really enjoyed. Obviously, it could have been better uh, because I I think. That was kind of my whole thing with the Hameka matches this weekend. Uh was like, okay, these are good, but I know they could be better. Um, I thought Tam was really good, you know. And I this this is gonna be funny for me to say because I usually don't give a sing I don't give a shit about this. But her <laughs> working the arm of Hameka was like brilliant for me in my eyes because it's like, okay, she's the powerhouse. You know, she Hameka is going to overpower Tam Nakano, but Tam Nakano working the arm so that she can get the Twilight Dream and like lock it behind her. And she, you know, it's weakened. It's like, it's such a simple thing for me that I was like, oh, that's, you know, that's, that's perfect. That's something you can do. It wasn't like this match wasn't like, oh, you have to go see this. It wasn't one of those <laughs> matches. It wasn't like the Mayu versus uh, Mirai match or the uh, Julia and Hazuki match from the day before, but it was really well worked. Um, I'd love to see them have like a big title match or something down the line. Again, another title match would make it could have had last year, but did not. Um, so that's kind of the way I walked away from it. I liked it, but obviously it could have been even better. Yeah, this was, um, this was like a more of a, like a cerebral, like patient match than most of the five-star mm-hmm. matches over the weekend. Definitely like, Tam do it, targeting the arm, Hameka targeting the back uh, of their respective opponents. Uh, I thought the final like quarter of this match, like the final few minutes, were awesome. They were just going back and forth, um, some dramatic near falls and everything, and good bumping uh, from from Tam as always. And Hameka's obviously, you know, somebody who relies on how well her opponent can can make can make her lariats and stuff look really good. Um, the yeah, but but so yeah, it was really good, really solid. It just wasn't like like you said, it didn't get to any sort of awesome, like major, fantastic yeah. level. That's like okay, this is this is a big time five star Grand Prix match. It felt more like more like a pretty solid mid card match to me, mm-hmm. which is where it pl- it was placed. So I guess it makes yep, exactly uh, I guess it makes some sense. Uh, this is the, so the next match here is actually the one that angered me the most. Believe it or not, <laughs> uh, Julia versus Mirai. They did not do anything I hoped for. And I thought the match was solid. I didn't think it was bad. I don't think it was anything super incredibly great either. I just, mm. I watched it and I wanted more because obviously there is a, there is a story here. Mariah left DDM for Shuri in God's eye, you know, that, we we saw that video where Julia was all pissed and she walked up to Mariah and mm-hmm. you know Mariah was on like either she did cry or was about to cry like I don't remember that much but th- there was a story here it, it felt personal 
And they went in there and they had a normal match. And then and Mirai won. So Mirai beat Mayu Yutani and Julia first weekend. And Julia just like respected her and they moved on. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. I, <laughs> sure. Uh, it just, it never, because like it felt like it should have been personal. And it was just one of those matches that I felt like was going to be lifted because of that. The match was good. The match wasn't like bad or anything. It just, it never got to that personal level that I expected. And maybe that's my fault. Maybe I shouldn't have expected that. Um, and maybe that's why I'm not as high on it or anything. But obviously between this and the Mayu matches, it's not even a question for me. Yeah, I, we're on the complete same page here. Oh, I was cool. like, I was waiting for Julia to like kill Mariah in this match. And that was what I was excited for. Not because I'm not a huge Mariah fan, but because uh, <laughs> because the that's like that's like Julia is such a has become so great at elevating these types of things in above just being like a really cool matchup and into something that's a little bit more heated and personal. Um, that did not happen here at all. And so if the first match, if the Mayu match was Mariah, this like big star making performance from Mariah where I'm like, wow, okay, yeah, okay, I'm starting to get it. This was more of the same for Mariah. For me, it was uh, very solid, very well worked. It was very physical towards the end. And I enjoy that in, in Julia matches in particular. But um, like many Mariah matches, like most, I would say, Mariah matches, mm. it didn't get to any sort of crazy heated level that i'm like okay wow yeah you know we've got something here i felt like you could have thrown any mid carter on the roster in the match wrestled pretty much the exact same match and would have gotten the exact same result here which feels like a missed opportunity like you were saying because they they do have such an easy simple ready built uh rivalry coming in so mm -hmm. um i don't i didn't really feel like mariah earned the respect oh the other thing for me was while the mayu match like mariah just killed her over and over mm -hmm. in that match and so she it really felt like a big deal when she got that clean win this yeah. win did not feel quite as earned to me no. um it felt very much like uh like they you know it felt like a it felt like a, a booker booking Mariah to beat Julia, uh, which is not how you want to feel um, yeah. coming out of a match. And uh, I mean, man, we were talking about Shuri uh, beating Mariah and uh, or beating Mayu and Julia in the same weekend at uh, in what was that April or March. And mm -hmm. now Mariah, Mariah has come back and, and done it herself. So yeah. uh, if you, if you were worried whether, Mariah was gonna like lose her push a little bit. Uh, don't worry because she's <laughs> worried. She's yeah. She she has she has now clean wins over Mayu Ibutani and Julia in consecutive nights uh, in in yeah. in the five star Grand Prix. So that that she's gonna have an interesting tournament too because I just don't see her in contention on that final night. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. So but if that's the case, then she needs to lose to. Some of these mid carters in in the block, some of these other people like that oh, Ida would be awesome. I would be so happy yeah, if Ida, like Ida, if Ida be like, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, it just That'll doesn't make sense. Spoiler. But then it's like, be Ida so is she? So she'll she'll lose to probably Saya. Maybe she loses to Momo, Hazuki, Starlight Kid, Natsupoi. Like she'll lose to some of these people, but um, I mean, but she's practically going to have to lose to all of them if she's not going to be in contention in the final night. If that makes sense. So yeah, and then Suzu's there too. Yeah. 
but um but yeah this this one was less of a success like far less of a success than the first night to me um uh, but at the same time i i mean mariah showed easily enough in that mayu match to make me think okay all right i'm i, I get it I'm, I'm seeing where this is coming from and uh, she'll have plenty more opportunities to show it as we get through this tournament yeah it was also crazy to think i was like looking at both cards and i was like ah oh, i forgot susu you know she was supposed to wrestle and i was like right her her best match of the weekend was on the stronger night which is crazy to think about so that night would have only been stronger but mm. let's get to the final two matches here uh starlight kid defeated saya kamatani after having that great promo a few weeks ago i can't beat her i can't do it she beat her she beat her <laughs> that's uh, right right here uh and i think that was like my biggest problem with this match I liked it, obviously. I think the, these two have great chemistry, and they they kind of did a lot more of what I expected their title match exactly. to be, which was awesome. It was great. But, like, Kid won, and I was like, wait a minute. Wasn't there, like, a story here? Like, oh, Kid can't beat her. She can't do it. And I was like, okay, Sakatani's going to win here. It's fine. It's not going to really affect me. It's not like it's the big story of, like, Kid and Mayu, and they just, like, gave it away via roll-up. So right. to me, that's why like I don't really care, but I was just a little shocked. I was like, huh. So you, you do that great promo and then you just beat her. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. Uh but I thought the match was really good. Um for me, the second best match of the day two, uh, which I kind of expected that it to be. I didn't really uh wasn't really worried about it for uh, especially tournament uh, tournament wise, excuse me. Um, you know, Sai has just been on such a high level every single time she got she's out there and you know you and me recognize while starlight kids not a finished product she often goes out there and delivers as well i thought this match was great uh it definitely it's a match that you know can be better um because one we've just saw it like how many times now this is the third time they faced off on a pay-per-view in the past month uh which is crazy because that never happened mm -hmm. in stardom really but i also do know that these two still have a better match in them like they they they've had these matches and they still have a much better match in them whenever that may be yeah it's all a function of whenever they decide to really pull the trigger with starlight kid and make her one of the main adventures because you know it's it's coming it's going to happen at some point it's just a, a matter of when and i like the story they're telling um her beating Saya here, you know, I think the booking, because she's facing Mayu on, on the final night, right? Starlight Kid is. Um, I think the presumption from a lot of people is that she's going to spoil uh, Mayu's tournament. And it, now I kind of think she she will, but in a time limit draw, uh, so as to not give away the the, the big victory over, over Mayu in that match. So um, I think that's kind of an interesting booking. But... Uh, at least that's what I would do because I, I maintain that Starlight Kid versus Mayu, uh, either mask versus hair or mask versus title, it mm -hmm. seems more likely to me. Like if Mayu were to win the white or red belt, and then um, and then you know Starlight Kid has has lost and lost and lost, and and she's like, you know what, I'll I'll do it if I'll put my mask uh, you know on the line if you give me one more shot. Then I think that's like a massive like that's like osaka joe hall to me or yeah. or something absolutely massive uh, of a match so um there's there's still a lot they can do with that story uh they're being patient with it which i appreciate uh this match was it was sub 10 minutes it was yeah it didn't even go to 10 minutes and like you said it was like pretty speed. much 
Yeah, exactly. If you, if you on paper were to write down a sub 10 minute Starlight Kid versus Sayakamitani match, this is exactly what you would expect. So it was really great, um, but it wasn't sort of, um, it did, I'm saying that a lot, about a lot of these matches, but that's just a function of, of the match length to me. Like I liked long matches that feel, feel epic um and it didn't uh it didn't get to that level obviously being being sub 10 minutes so it was very good i thought this was the second best like you said block match of the night i did think the tag match between the, the Kyrie match was better um but uh then we then we got we got our massive main event of the rematch of the most important mm-hmm. match in stardom history yeah and just to play on the uh starly kid thing one more time i don't know if you saw this but Japan's doing a TV show where they're like they're announcing the 15 most popular wrestlers in Japan. Oh wow. And the show, so like the picture that they showed in the um studio for the recording is Kazuchika Okada, mm-hmm. Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Starlight Kid. <laughs> wow. So if anyone <laughs> wants to question how important <laughs> Starlight Kid is to this company, don't ever worry about it. She is she uh she's going to be like the star of this company i continuously say that because like when she turns back to being a baby face she's probably going to take off the mask eventually too because she's she said in the past like you know i i, I don't know if i need this my whole career um there's mm-hmm. just something there people love her whether she's heel or not so i thought that was really interesting when i saw those three i was like it, it's so it's so <laughs> clearly like such a money match like i this is it's one of those things like i'm not a big fantasy booker i just kind of take things as they are i generally think that most people booking most companies are pretty like damn competent at what they do um and but this is one of those situations where i'm like oh man i wish i was in charge of this company because i have so many ideas of what you know this this incredibly popular extremely young and talented wrestler who i haven't quite pulled the trigger on yet and there's so many ways to get there. So, like, I'm, I'm imagining winning the winning the 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 wonder, you know, the win, winning the championship uh, in a mask match where she doesn't lose mm-hmm. the mask. She just wins the match, and then you go back, and maybe she loses it, and uh, she gets into some heated grudge feud against somebody, and then puts the mask up again, or you know, and, and demands that they put their hair up too because hair. Unlike in Mexico, like we just got the CMLL anniversary main event. I don't know if you saw that, um, it but it's going to, yeah, it's going to be a four-way tag between four oh, like, uh, Redeos, uh, Increibles, uh, teams, um, who hate each other. And the winners of the four-way tag match are going to face off in a mask and or hair match. Um, and it's very funny <laughs> because the winner of the four-way tag and the loser of the subsequent match is so insanely obvious that it's like embarrassing. So it's going to be <laughs> like Ultimo Guerrero and Averno, who nobody cares about fucking Averno because they're the only two that don't have masks in the in the tag match, <laughs> and they're going to face off in the singles match, and and uh, and Averno is going to lose that lose that hair. So the reason I point that out is that feels imba- like bad because nobody in their right mind cares if cmll of verno loses his hair like that's not a that's not a thing in stardom it is a massive deal for any of these wrestlers to put their hair on the line like yep. people people when they did tam versus julia people were afraid that they weren't going to live up to the stipulation that they were gonna like you know 
um, half acid or something like that. And maybe they just cut it really short or something like that. And, and, and they're not going to actually do, do the, you know, the clippers like they traditionally would do and something like that. But, um, so to me, I'm just like, man, to do mask versus hair with Starlight Kid and, and somebody, maybe it is like Sayakamitani or Mayu or Julia again puts it on the line or something like that. I just think there's so much exciting stuff they can do there. So um, the, the, seeing these steps along the way is part of what makes uh, what makes Stardom so great. And so the the match of beating Saya clean in under 10 minutes, the Wonder Champion, by the way, is, uh, is mm-hmm. just another step along that story. Yeah, if you were to pick someone on this roster that's not Utami to win everything, um, like top, the top two tournaments, potentially the top two titles, I think Starlight Kid might be the best bet mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in terms of people that haven't done any of it yet. I think she might be the best bet. Uh, let's get to the main event here. Shuri versus Utami Haishishida, the big rematch once again. Uh, they don't have bad matches, obviously, because they're just built right. to have just fantastic matches. Um, so I've seen I've seen a lot of uh, conversation around this one. I don't think it, you know, I don't think it touches the the two title matches from last year. I think obviously I was asking for a lot, anyways, because those are just you know among the best of last year. But mm-hmm. I actually did like it better than the draw from last year's tournament um, because one, it didn't go to draw. <laughs> so like, that is yeah. really, like it makes it better, but I think, you know, for a 15 minute time limit, what these two need to do in that time, it's, it's built to a moment, right? And they built to the moment of Utami winning, which was so kind of, it was still shocking for like anyone that I remember everyone was watching uh, at the time, everyone was like freaking out because they're like, oh my god, Tommy finally beat Shuri. And it was such a great moment for her. It, it, mm-hmm. it really highlights how important Shuri is to this company because she has been built to a point where Utami Hayashishida beating her is a major moment for her. A person that is established, a person that is the top star in the company, still beating Shuri was a moment that almost lifted her right because she's had such a quiet down year and now you know her promo i think she said now utami's back like i beat shuri i'm back now obviously i we didn't talk about this because it's not really like that big of a deal but she had her long hair back um Mm -hmm, you know she had the championship feel back and i thought you know i think this match ended at 14 minutes and 56 seconds so they got it down to the wire. They made you think, oh, this is going to a draw, isn't it? Which would have made sense because it's these two, but it didn't. And Utami got that win, and I thought that was excellent. Uh, best match of night, too. Um, I still I still prefer other matches over from the weekend, but these two can't have a bad match. They can't right. have a okay match. They only have great matches. This was another one. Um, and it, it just it just really showcased how important Shuri has been to this company because it, it meant so much for Utami, you know, the world of stardom champion for all of twenty um, all of twenty twenty one to beat her. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and I saw people freaking out because they were like, Oh my god, it actually happened. And and like those are the cool moments when you see like fans just act as fans because someone won. Uh, I thought that was really cool. I, I love this. I, I thought this was great. I think there's a pretty clear, similar to you, I think there's a pretty clear um, hierarchy for their four 
you know, actual singles matches. I, I don't, Cinderella doesn't, <laughs> Cinderella doesn't count. count. They actually That's had cool. one in the Grand Prix in 2020 as well, which went to a draw. Yep, so yep. And that was their um, GP matches did not end in a draw. Yeah, that was that was on like the final night, right? That was the it, yes, it sent. Yes. Yeah, and that that was a really good match too. Um, the <clears throat> I actually yeah, that I may have to go back and watch that. I remember that being like actually kind of great. Uh, better than the. I need the to go back and between, watch it too. <laughs> yeah. Better, better it than def- the finals between uh, Himeka and and Utami. But in any case, Himeka. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Actress girls Himeka. Um. In, in any case, the um. Uh. The, yeah. I think the hierarchy goes the the classic one, the the June one from last year, and mm-hmm. then the world title one, then. I would say this one, and then the draw last year. Uh, mm. For me, I think one of the most interesting things Japanese com- companies do, and I wish they did it more, is like what I what I'll kind of term like draw chasing, where yes. you get up you get up against that time limit draw, and it's like, all right, it's go time. Are we going to get this finish or not? Unfor- for whatever reason, last year the big match that I remember that that they did was the it was the exact same situation it was utami versus micah in yes uh, in, in the first weekend of, of the five star where micah did get that win within like 30 seconds to a minute of the time limit coming and that felt so big and and it felt like so, you know and just an awesome win for who for uh, micah who put in a great performance in that match anyway um i do think it's sometimes difficult to do the draw chasing it's because it depends on how well you um, or, or like how frequently you do draws and how like useful they are to you. Because to me, for whatever reason, in this situation, I didn't think the draw chasing worked for me. It kind of took oh, wow. me out of it ever so slightly uh, because I, I just I was I genuinely just presumed that they were going to go to a draw. And I was like, it's so, it's so like boring. Like, it's like the, the action, the action is cool in front of me, but I'm, I'm such a big fan of like a finish an actual decisive finish in a match. And that's, and that's the only reason like not to get into like ratings minutia that I, that I didn't consider the first Utami Shuri to be like a, a bona fide five-star match because I'm, I'm kind of, you know, stingy when it comes to that is because there wasn't a winner it was just um you know a double ko knockout which is more of a finish than a draw i guess but they also did go to a draw in the match and then did a double ko but in any case um the the draw yeah the draw chasing did not work as much for me because um i just kind of presumed coming in that they were going to go to a draw mm. and it I think everyone uh, did to be fair <laughs> and and yeah and the other match and and this this also had to do with utami earlier in the year when there was that uh, Utami Saya Wonder Belt match that I think a lot of people and me included did not think that match got to where I agree it could have gone, uh, and that was another situation where I was like they got to like twenty three minutes in, and I felt like they hadn't even started their closing sequence yet, and I was mm. like, oh, they're going to a draw because Utami's <laughs> so protected, and um, and it just takes me out of it as soon as I sniff that they're coming to a draw for whatever reason it just like it turns me off of a match but if i if i genuinely think that there's that there's a, a good chance that the, that a, a match finish is coming at, at at some point uh then i'm like oh okay all right all right i'm staying into this um a positive example of that like i said there's the mica one there is i loved uh, in the g1 a couple years ago when sonata beat okada like at the at the buzzer with the moonsault um that was such a thrilling moment to me so this 
this is all to say the action in the match was exactly as you would expect. It was awesome, physical, felt like two titans, two of the most important women in stardom history already, uh, despite their limited stardom careers combined, right? Uh, mm. uh, coming together and just putting on, you know, just doing everything they can. It felt like a bigger deal outside of probably Kyrie than, of course, anything else other than the last two uh, on, the, on these two shows. Um, go ahead. I think it's interesting because a lot of people said, oh, now we're going to get a, another title match between them, maybe at the New Japan Stardom <laughs> show or something. I was like, I never thought that for a second. I never, I don't <laughs> know about that. Yet. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Like, I, I don't think they're running this back. I think they, they're going to keep this. This isn't a match you run back because Utami beat Shuri in the tournament, in my opinion. It's a match you run back when it's necessary. Yeah, this is a it's you, you your can... biggest match ever. Exactly. This this is unless it's in a five star situation where it. I mean, it literally what it made evented, like what what was this arena? Yeah, it made evented Ota Ward, right? Yeah. Uh, like just as you know, no no title on, at stake or anything like that. So it's you know it's a big deal. Uh, if this is a, if this is a title match that you're doing, it has to be like Sumo Hall, uh, Budokan minimum, uh, in, mm-hmm. in my opinion at this point. So. So with that being said, I thought the match was really good. The the only thing was that draw like I was like, oh, I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> when Utami got the win, I was not, I was I did not get that thrilling, like, wow, she finally beat her moment that I kind of wanted. Um mm-hmm. and oh, the other thing I think is just that 15 minutes is just too short to be doing draw chasing a lot of the time. Um, because the it doesn't feel like when, when two wrestlers fight to 30 minutes in particular, of course, because that's what stardom title matches are. That's like, okay, they went a yeah. really long time in that match. And it felt like no, no wrestler could get an advantage there. When they go to 20, even, I feel like there's enough there where you can sink your teeth into it and sure. get that big drama when it's 15 stardom does a fucking 15 minute draw on every single house show they ever do. <laughs> and it, it doesn't feel special. It doesn't feel notable. It feels like presumptive almost that we're going to get one. We didn't get any draws in these first two nights starting this weekend. We're going to get some freaking draws or, you know, whenever they, yeah, we're going to get, we're going to get, they're going to, they're going to leak in soon. It was, but I'm happy that for the live shows, they didn't do them. I appreciate exactly. Um, So, so with all that being said, I went on a, yeah, I went on a whole thing there, but uh, the match was great. These two are fantastic. I love that Utami came back with the exact same presentation that she mm-hmm. had when she was world champion. She got the hair extensions. They're in. She's got long hair. It's a big deal. She's in her long hair They're falling era. falling out like crazy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's she's tightening up a little more. It's all right. She'll get better. She's not used it's to it. Gra- it's it's, it's great because she, tweet, she tweeted out. She's like, yeah, it's here for now. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. AK, I, I'm going to get sick of these eventually. So like, yeah, exactly. just, just be happy with what you're getting. <laughs> so um so yeah but i mean this is like the fact that the fact that i can even say that a match this good could have been even better is just a testament to the talent that you expect from these two and their chemistry and uh, and stardom as a whole so uh frankly scott these two shows i don't know how how much they how they could have gotten much better every yeah, single true. match every single <laughs> well, match delivered to like a minimum extent how. yeah who's <laughs> yeah. wrestled that, yeah, that's exactly. The only way yeah, out. you throw Suzu in there. Like it's it's crazy that even without her, 
it was it was as good as it was. Um, yeah, we didn't get a, a Suzu. Was it Sulu Suzu Starlight Kid or Suzu Saya? What was the or was Suzu it both? Starlight Kid was Suzu day Starlight one. Kid. Suzu okay. Amisare was day two. Amisare got you. Okay, so it would have been interesting. Yeah, it, I mean, yeah, just two great shows. Stardom knocked it out of the park as usual. Um, they're they're just on a roll. It's five star season, and after the ambition of such a massive tournament. Uh, they feel like they're more than up to the challenge of making it uh, up to that that standard. Yeah, and they said they're going to upload shows beginning Monday, so fingers crossed, everybody, um, for this weekend. So let me go through the standings here. The Red Stars block is as follows. Risa Sarah leads with four points, and then all of these people have two. Sherry, Tam Nakano, Tommy Hayashida, Saki, Koguma, Mai Sakurai, and Hameka. And those that have zero are Momokogo, Unagi Sayaka, Saki Kashima, Azumi, and Micah. So kind of as you'd expect, uh, Micah is probably the only one down there that's obviously shocking, but she only had one match. Uh, she'll be fine. The Blue Stars block, li- led by Mirai with four points. You know, <laughs> just I feel like that's a... They're attacking this podcast, <laughs> um, which is fine. But Ami Saray with two, Mina, Starlight Kid, and Hazuki as well. They're all 1-0. and oh. uh, The remainder is at zero. Momo Watanabe, Saeeda, Natsupoi, who did not wrestle yet, Mayu Yutani, Hanan, who also didn't wrestle, Julia, Sayakamatani, and Suzu Suzuki. So Julia is 0-2. Oh she mm-hmm. has a... She has a big mountain to climb, very old school potential booking here to get her to that win yeah. uh, where she just fires. <laughs> it's, cra- it's crazy that two losses makes me think, yep, oh yeah, she's winning this tournament. <laughs> this is her yeah. Yeah. This is her tournament to win. But well, yeah, that's, well, it's that's funny when she made her you. initial entrance that first night, I was like, oh, well, she's winning. I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. look at that. Like, look at her. Look at everyone else. It's like, oh, well, that's <laughs> good for everyone. Uh, but that's I'm so really excited. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, this coming weekend, for those who want to know, here are the matches. So the on Saturday, the Red Stars block is Koguma versus Saki Kashima. That is it. Uh, and then on the Blue Stars block, we got Mayu Ibatani versus Hanan, which obviously a big match. Hanan makes her five-star debut. That was Mayu. one of my sleeper matches in our preview. It was. Mirai versus Natsupoi. I think Mirai might be dropping uh, some points here. I think mm. Natsupoi uh, could be the spoiler that we need. As a podcast, um, <laughs> Hazuki versus Starlight Kid. Uh, that that's an be awesome excellent. one. And Saya Kamatani versus Momo Watanabe. Uh, so, hell of, a, hell of a punch there, especially on the Blue Stars block since the Red Stars is one match. And then on Sunday, Sunday's a little weaker than uh, the other cards so far. But Mina Shirakawa versus Saeeda, Natsupoi versus Ami Saray, Saya Kamatani versus Hanan. Azume versus Mai Sakurai, Koguma versus Omeka, which actually should be really good. Those two have good chemistry. And Utami Haishishida versus Unagi Sayaka. So a little weaker of a show on Sunday, but next week in the middle of the week, I believe they have a Korkin as well. Uh, that'll be on the 11th, so I think we'll have we record before that. I'm so, just looking at the card for it. There's so many. Oh, matches. it's insanity. It's... uh. <laughs> It's a big one. <laughs> it's uh, is it thir- It's twelve. 
I'm forgetting how to count. It's 11 matches, 11 yeah. five-star Suzu matches. makes That's her crazy. debut on that one for yeah. anyone wondering. She makes her uh, five-star debut against Mariah. Mariah. So, again, challenging the podcast. But uh, we will be recording before that, so we will discuss that next week. Um, hopefully, we can discuss as many of these matches as possible as well uh, because who knows how quick these are uploaded. But that is the Stardom Five-Star Grand Prix talk. So, if you enjoyed that, you can enjoy the rest of our conversation if you subscribe to the Fight Game Media Network Plus Patreon, uh, because that's where we're going to discuss the Tokyo Princess Cup and some of Summer Jumbo Ribbon for Ice Ribbon Show this past weekend. So, if you enjoyed this, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.